what steps can we take as believers to ensure that we don't grieve the Holy Spirit in a way that we lose him and what can we do as uh, leaders in the kingdom to be more effectively used of the Spirit of God? So I want to understand what do you mean by grieving the Holy Spirit? I would think um, when we don't do something or maybe when we don't that we're supposed to do or that we do something we're not supposed to do. And uh, I've learned well through the word that he's, he's gentle and he can be easily grieved and we've, I've uh, grown in the Christian walk with the, with the picture of him as a dove and his character as being very, very gentle and at the slightest error uh, we, can, he can, we can be lost to him or he'll leave us. In that, in that way I've… Is the Holy Spirit gentle as a dove? How did we get that thought? Is that a Pentecostal myth that the Holy Spirit is so sensitive that the smallest thing can grieve Him? Where do we get that? Obviously we were taught that. Yeah, yeah. Obviously some man of God told you that. In fact, you're right, that's what I always thought. But then when we start going a little more deeper, then we start Realizing many of these things that we know is just what some preacher taught us. You really start testing the weight of that word. You start saying, hey, why are we making this Holy Spirit look like a feminine character? You have to be careful. But if you can just think about it, is Holy Spirit like a dove or did he descend like a dove? What does the scripture say? And he saw Holy Spirit coming down. We immediately assume that means Holy Spirit is like a dove. And we have put a label, Holy Spirit is equal to dove. And uh, every logo that we have in Christianity, there's some dove. You know, some wing coming down, flying up. So how does a dove descend? Have you seen a dove descend? I've had doves in my house is the most beautiful sight to see a dove land. If you see a crow land, you know it's a crow. He'll fly, he comes perch. That's how a crow lands. But a dove, when a dove lands, it's perfect symmetry. Both the wings are stretched and it's, it's perfect symmetry. And it's coming down and just before it touches the ground, it hovers. It's almost like there's no gravitational force. So you come, and then go, like a dove. So all of a sudden, everybody is imagining Holy Spirit with beaks, with wings. He's the third person in Godhead. He doesn't look like an angel. Ascended like a dove. So it is talking about the grace in which he came down, not his character. <laughs> so we made a theology around that. You see, this is the problem. 
we can take one line in the scripture and create a theology around that if we don't really understand and so we concluded that holy spirit is like a dove you can really grieve him then small mistake you do he is upset he just says okay i won't talk to you he's sitting in a corner upset and now you have to go talk to him please i'm sorry and then he comes ah. oh my goodness so far from truth if the father son and the holy spirit is one are you telling me that this the third person in the trinity is super sensitive isn't that man made theology how could that be if you're telling me father son and the holy spirit are one but when it comes to holy spirit we say oh that be careful of this guy he just walks away we treat him like a 16 year old mama's boy who is getting upset about everything super so, no so i can push for that that's why i said okay, shall i cut into your coach i you you said yes that's why i'm going and even if you said yes i would look and see if you really mean it the bible says do not grieve the holy spirit what is the context the context matters at what point did jesus say that the point is when they started telling that jesus was casting demons as casting demons out of a through a demonic spirit so yes they were doubting his power and they were saying that this man is doing this through a demon that's when he said if you guys are going to doubt the grace of god on my life the source of god's grace on my life you are insulting the holy spirit that is using me and that he says is grieving the holy spirit is a sin that will not be forgiven is not because holy spirit is super sensitive and you're like oh now you hurt him that's it done you will never be forgiven no so if you don't grieve the holy spirit you don't grieve jesus don't grieve jesus you don't grieve the father it's there is no such thing as this sin the holy spirit is super sensitive and jesus is not sensitive but the holy spirit is super sensitive with this sin no three in one if you see the spirit is sensitive about something that he grieves then jesus grieves then the father grieves because they all carry the same heart so if you've seen me you've seen the father there's a way that trinity works is so perfect that our people if we can just understand how trinity works you can understand how sonship works on earth there is a reason why the holy spirit whenever he manifests he's always pointing to jesus he said the spirit of truth will come and he will lead you in all truth and he said i am the truth so when the holy spirit comes he's going to lead you to jesus and jesus said if you have seen me see my father so a son's test is if people know you do they know your father how is it that people know you and not know your father something is wrong your unity is not complete so if you see the holy spirit you've seen jesus if you've seen jesus you've seen the father say i am my father one if you'll do what i say we will come and dwell with you not the holy spirit will dwell with you we will dwell with you hey my goodness <laughs> so i i feel that the holy spirit is only as sensitive as jesus is and sometimes people wrongly say the father god in the old testament very upset jesus santa claus came to die for us came to give us gifts how oh, he hugs us loves us ah not true not true 
the bible says he is the lion and the lamb meaning when he came on earth he came as a lamb the next time you see him is coming as a lion you will never see him as a lamb the lamb was slain meaning lamb doesn't exist anymore now the resurrected one is the lion that is why in revelation you will see when he comes in in glory he's not coming as oh man you know no 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 that you had your turn you beat him up you pulled his beard you tore him okay next time he comes he has a iron rod in his hand iron scepter that's not a lamb that's a lion that's a lion of judah the same thing with the holy spirit the holy spirit sometimes you know when we don't have understanding of god or when we have an experience that doesn't suit our needs we create a theology around it that's why people say holy spirit jent jent ka holy spirit is ka jent holy spirit is jent i don't know where they got this idea this one verse they are holding on he ascended like a dove like not dove like a dove if somebody says the helicopter landed like a dove does that mean the helicopter is a dove the jet came and landed like an eagle does that mean now the jet is an eagle <sighs> so then you have to ask is the holy spirit really gentle just look at whenever he comes <laughs> when was the last time you read a verse that the holy spirit came and everybody went to sweet sleep <laughs> have you read that verse it's our human theologies that we build because you know as soon as you hear somebody shouting screaming in the church they're like hey calm down holy spirit is a gentle god where i don't know which bible college you learned that brother it's not in my bible the last time he came it was so chaotic people said you're drunk and the only thing that happened was holy spirit came upon them <laughs> the last time the holy spirit came upon them people thought they were drunk how is that anything close to a dove look at any place any place wherever holy spirit comes he came loud like a mighty rushing wind that's not a dove <laughs> not not a gentle breeze that's what we know right as soon as you hear holy spirit he came as a mighty rushing wind today we were out and there was a small wind uh, everything was shaking small wind not even a rushing wind but the holy spirit is too powerful and i think sometimes the enemy likes to water down the power of the holy spirit he doesn't want to you to really know the full capacity of the holy spirit when he comes in this roof is going to be gone when he comes in he's going to sweep you by your leg just look at this jesus looked at the disciples the bible says he blew on he blew on them and said receive the holy spirit receive whom holy spirit is a person can we agree what happened to them do you know what happened do you guys remember pastor priji they are all quiet pastor if i continue like this without reading the verse they might think that i am making this up in king shaiju version of the bible when the spirit comes it has never been calm and gentle it has been forceful that is the power of the spirit so we'll we'll study that more so now 
if I can answer the second part of your question. Walk with boldness. I don't believe that Holy Spirit is waiting to get upset. But we can offend the Lord and uh, anything that offends Jesus is going to offend the Holy Spirit. And as I said the, the first question, just the joy of the Father is when we walk in revelation of who He is. Yes, walking in the revelation. There was a moment the other day that happened that brought me so much joy with my child. My daughter is very shy like me. And uh, so we've been teaching her, you don't need to be shy, you have to say hi to people. But as soon as people are there, she just shuts down, she just stands in a corner, she won't come down. So we've been trying to help her, trying to teach her, teach her, teach her, teach her. Sir. We never realized that it's getting into her because we've never seen it. So the other day I was sitting at a meeting, there was about 15 people around me, I was giving them some counsel. My daughter walked into the room, subconsciously my heart raced because I said, oh my God, she's going to see the crowd and she's going to be quiet and walk away and not come to me. And So I was looking at the door, she walks in, she looks at these people and she said, hello everybody. Oh my God, my heart jumped, leaped with joy. I was so proud, I was like, hey, this is my daughter. They knew it, but I had to still say it. You know, I wanted to say she's Catherine, she's seven years old, she's uh, five feet tall. <laughs> that excitement, she's not five. Um, that's the joy of the Father. Just the pure discovery, you know. So don't focus so much on grieving. Focus more on bringing joy. That's a very hard way to live, you know. Always looking at how will I upset my father? Or just think how can I make him bring joy? That's a more, less a burden. You can't be living sin conscious and not sin, impossible. Because the meditation of your heart is a result of your footsteps. So if you're constantly thinking, how am I going to disappoint the Lord today? How am I going to disappoint the Lord today? Guaranteed before 6 p.m. you would have done something. Because you're so conscious of, what am I going to do wrong? So there's a freedom in just functioning. Healed. There is a place you can go where you're not defensive. You're not always worried. Now you're functioning out of joy that you are healed. You are made whole. You are loved. God is not waiting to kill you. God is not waiting to make you lose your license exam. He's not making you, he's not waiting to make you fail in your, your subject. Yeah, no, 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 no. No. He has a plan to prosper. So, as a little child, you can come into his presence and be free, knowing that if you goofed up, you can say, Dad, sorry. It's not what I was thinking. Stupid me. It shall not happen again. Just like that you're forgiven. Just like that you have right standing. But if you go, oh, yeah, life's so sorry, life's so sorry. People think that if we can just do blah, just cry, make a scene, then God will be like, okay, let me see. Okay, I'll send the angels back. Okay, all right, okay, stop crying, you know. That's how human beings are, not the Lord. God is not a sadistic. We want him to be sadistic so that we feel good about, you know, we're feeling so guilty that we did it. So we want him to beat us. We want him to, you know, fail us in our exam. So we feel good that, okay, we, I got back. No, that's not grace. Grace means that which you're not deserving. 
That is why the disciples, whenever they blessed the people, said, may grace be multiplied to you. That's what we have. Grace. Grace to thrive. Grace to be healed. Grace to do it again. Grace to fly. This God is plentiful in His mercy. Isn't He wonderful? Thank you for your question. I hope I was able to help you.